0: Hey, why am I his sidekick? All right, how do you know he's not my sidekick? Welcome to Fireside. Welcome to to Fireside. Welcome to Fireside. Welcome to Fireside, we we talk talking comic books the entire time. Ain't going nowhere, so dry your eyes. Already lasted longer than fireflies. Stay tuned, mickey has got the creepiest news. From books to TV, the movie reviews. Plus the next toy, baby, here will you choose. Even a superhero fight club will be usually lose. So popping those earbuds, turn up those speakers. Feel my Power, Earth 2 with features. You need to listen by week weekly or you can binge us. We got it all, baby.
1: Are there ninjas?
0: So relax a lot back as we start another issue of Fireside Chats. Comment facts and Wise Welcome to the show. This is Fireside Chats. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome to another issue of Fireside Chats. I'm your host, Matty, and with me as always are my wonderful sidekicks first, Mr. Moshko. Can I kick it? Yes, yes, you can. And then there's Maurer.
1: Well, beep you, and oh! welcome to Fireside Chats Wednesday edition, where we talk about the new news. And those comic-related. Current events
0: oh, it's like this was rehearsed,
1: <laughs> but it wasn't. Welcome to movie phone. press one for showings in your area
0: don't don't press one. <laughs>
1: <laughs> don't, how don't many listeners play. have no beeping clue what movie phone is? Dude,
0: movie phone. I used to just call movie phone just on the whim I might go to the movies.
1: <laughs> I, was, I was ready to go with the answer on what's playing. <laughs> Do you remember how awesome it was when you could go to movie phone versus finding the paper that was always wrong with the showing times?
0: Yes. Movie phone was one of the greatest things that has ever happened.
1: Yep. These kids today don't know their struggle. Slice bread, soap, movie phone. Imagine a world where you think the movie starts at 7.20, you get there at 7 o'clock and it started 10 minutes earlier.
0: Here's the thing. We have a lot of news to talk about today, and we are wasting time on movie phone. All right, Sorry,
1: so, let's get started. What are our top stories
0: of the day? Before we even get into that, we'll go back into the voice <laughs> in a second, but they're just just to give everybody a heads up, right now there's a torrential storm happening in our area, and we have no idea if we're going to lose power or not, so this is a little bit of a Rush Roulette show. One, of, one or more hosts might disappear. Uh, Hopefully the power comes back And they can log
1: back in I just picture it going down to Moshko And it being like Wayne's World And them going I I don't know What's going on guys What's going on Wayne
0: So Eternals are The reviews are out
1: No come on let's kick it into We've got top stories such as
0: The Eternals reviews are out
1: (laughs) Ruby Rose Versus Batwoman and World War Hulk rumored yet again. All right, let's get it kicked off with comics, Menti. What do we have? Kicked off with comics. I think
0: that might be the way to just do it from now on. I love that alliteration. I think we're just going to move past this first story pretty quick because it's just is stupid. Yeah. So Superman, Dumb. the new Superman, Jonathan Kent is the, here's a here's a quick easy way to ruin that. Uh, so the first book is going to be about him fighting uh, the climate crisis.
1: Yeah, he went from Superman to super Meh real quick.
0: I, I, you know what? I, I get the idea of trying to go for a younger, I guess, I, I, definitely <laughs> a younger audience, <laughs> trying to go for and, and going for buzz term issues. He's a woke warrior, but you're ruining Jonathan Kent real fast.
1: Real fast.
0: Like, I it's not it has nothing to do with him being by. That's fine. Have him be by. That's okay. But the, the story should not revolve around these two things. <laughs> like, I like, Here's the thing. Remember when they tried to claim that that um, the new Captain America, Sam Wilson, was doing this? That he was making a statement on border policy, even though he yeah. was just saving a Mexican family that was trying to cross the border and got kidnapped by the Serpent Society.
1: Meanwhile, right. this is legitimately right. <laughs> like, hey, uh, so we are gonna announce your buy the next week. The story is all gonna be about you and your boyfriend because this is what's important. And the week after that, who knows what they're gonna? Well, do. and then
0: when they did, like, they stopped in. They stopped. Um, what was it? Fandom to talk about his sexual orientation, and it's like, look, there's nothing wrong with his sexual orientation. Let he can be whatever he wants, but that shouldn't be the crux of your story. And the fact that right now the the only tease you've got for his this new Superman arc is that he's holding up protest signs for climate change. I mean, look, I I can watch the news for that kind of stuff. I kind of use Superman as escapism here to to avoid some of this stuff.
1: So, like, it's... The- there was an article about this out that came out, you know, them talking about how not to do an inclusion and they say, now how to do it and they picked the new Child's Play series, Chucky, because Chucky, the murderous doll, handled inclusion better than superman think about that can we move
0: on the worst is it's not even that superman handled it differently because superman is fine in that book for that for the scene to take place where he kisses his boyfriend like that's fine but for the company to stop everything they're doing and, (laughs) and and the focus of of all of the projects that they're working on like we got all these multi-million dollar billion dollar movies that are coming out but real quick Superman kissed a dude.
1: All right, getting back to where we were, it's like, oh, guys, this isn't that big a deal. And the (laughs) other thing, I'm sorry, but Superman's biggest struggle is hearing and knowing of all the bad things that are happening. There's no freaking way he's going to go hold a protest sign because that's doing a lot. Like, Superman, he is a more important figure. You know what he's going to do? He's going to go track down, use his investigation skills to track down who's causing climate change and And stop that.
0: And it's it's look, and it's not even the fact that you want. Like, if you want to write a climate a, a climate change book, a climate crisis book, that's fine. Go nuts. Go do it. But don't use Superman to do it. Like this yeah. is the, this is safe space, and uh, this is safe space, and uh, Snowflake all over again for Marvel. At least they were two throwaway characters that we never have to hear from again. This is Jonathan Kent we're talking about.
1: They could have done it where Jay Nakamura. Find something terrible happening while he's protesting climate change. And Superman has to come save him or help him overcome. He doesn't have to save him. So much better. He can help him overcome something and then realize, oh, shit, this is a bigger thing. Here's a conspiracy behind it that's global and making money.
0: A million times better. A, mil- a million times better. A million and they, like even the cover of this has like this sea monster <laughs> that's attacking these boats behind it. And doesn't is it a crushing a boat behind
1: them? Crushing a boat. And
0: Superman's like, <laughs> and he's still yay. holding a protest sign. Like, dude, there's climate a there people. There's a whole boat being taken out behind you. What are you doing? What is this?
1: <laughs> Hold on, not my Superman.
0: Like, and again, it has nothing to do with climate change or his sexual orientation it just has to do with it being the crux of the story can we move
1: on to marvel yes with more things to disappoint Wait. us no hold, hold actually on one,
2: hold on one second we said we weren't even gonna talk long about this topic like two well, sentences I, and, and you went off
0: that's fine, but that's here, fine. Y- you happens. wanted
2: to know what the next story arc would be though it would be fighting for uh minimum wage uh increases <laughs> that's the next story arc
1: Moving superman on. goes to daily Plant's like listen my salary is not enough I can't support myself.
0: So let's go to Marvel. Um, and well, you know what? Actually, before we just because that, that first story was put a little damper on everything. I feel like Maurer, you you have to be excited for the Year of Vengeance. Like you have yeah. to be excited for 2022. Like this, this, we already talked about how you have a a, um, a Midnight Suns game coming out, which doesn't look very good, unfortunately. But looks, like there's a Midnight Suns game coming out. Well, it's we not have-
1: Midnight Suns. It's Midnight Suns. So it's S U N versus S O N.
0: Oh, gotcha. Still, <laughs> still, the occult and the darker yep. side of Marvel is taking over to the forefront, and that's amazing. And now we've got a tease for a new Ghost Rider book that, to me, is like the most mauer thing I've ever seen. So, what's going on with Ghost Rider?
1: So it looks like there's going to be a story that is going to take the lore and pull it all together. Now, remember, we have that story that we were going to be told that takes place, you know, in a time that they didn't really explain much and introduce a ghost rider we didn't know of. I have a feeling that that's going to kick off almost like a multiversal like wait, something's wrong with the ghost rider lore and we're going to see all of them because they're including phantom rider here. Yeah. And I and I don't know if you realize this, but phantom rider is the new name for the western cowboy who used to be called ghost rider. Mm -hmm. The only thing they did between Ghost Rider, the original, and the new Ghost Rider is take the name because it was a cool name and a shitty character. Um, He was basically a cowboy that rode at night wearing white. And they just took that name. But because the name had tied to them, we have such in the movies where they kind of made him a Ghost Rider in himself. With them including him in this story, I have a feeling where we're going to get almost what they just did for Venom expanding on the mythos changing a few things but realigning it to where it makes sense
0: if you give me a king and black-esque epic for ghost rider that that takes all of the lore of ghost rider going back to the uh to the writer as you just said that that i mean how how could that not be the most exciting Mauer news ever
1: they the only thing and i ask is they cannot get rid of the storyline of Blaze versus Ketch where explain the angels and the holy war, because that is probably one of the most important and most uh, in-depth uh, invigorating stories they've had for Ghost Rider in recent years. So to erase that chunk of it would be, for lack of a better term, sacrilegious. I don't think uh, you need to worry,
0: bro. I mean, who's not who's not up front and center in this book? Who has been, the, who's been the, the character in the Ghost Rider franchise that they have just forced down every story for years now? Who is just kind of off to the side on this book?
1: That's good. Yeah, Ghost Driver is kind of off to the side. Ghost Driver
0: is not. So it's, it's Johnny Blaze in the middle, Danny Ketch right next to him, and then Cosmic, Cosmic Ghost Rider. But then there's Vengeance in the back, which is cool. I haven't seen him since the 90s.
1: The Vengeance like, is a cool character. So, uh, I mean, this,
0: uh, this, this looks amazing.
1: So, and you've got the Caleb character from Trail of Tears, which if you haven't read that storyline, it's a great storyline. There's a lot in this teaser, if you will, to unpack. Um, What we don't know is what it's going to be about or if it's going to be a bunch of anthology stories or one overarching story. If it is a overarching story, and we might be touching on this later in movies, it lends to the fact the rumors of Marvel was the one that said that certain studios could not use or make a film about Ghost Rider. You know, Kevin Fahey and Marvel Studios wanted to use Ghost Rider and Blade, and were told no initially. So them vamping it up might be they were now ready for it, and they had a plan all along.
0: So, yeah, Uh, so he turns 50, and we got the Year of Vengeance on its way. It's coming to 2022. That's exciting. Uh, Some other kind of cool things that we've got um, for all the collectors out there, uh, Black Panther number three, or the 200th issue of Black Panther. (laughs) um, Legacy numbering. Yeah. So, but that's going to be out on January 26th, and it's going to be a massive... Uh, book that's going to introduce a new character. Uh, I, I'm not following Black Panther right now, but apparently uh, there's something going on with T'Challa where Wakanda doesn't truly trust him and a new hero is going to kind of take over as the protector of Wakanda while T'Challa sorting his stuff out. Um, so it's going to be the rise of this new character while, um, uh, while T'Challa goes to Mars, I believe. <laughs> with, with Storm.
1: To go visit Storm. Because she terraformed Storm.
0: it. Yeah, on that, what's the, I forget the name of that, that planet. We did a whole thing on that. Akura, Akura, Co- something. Uh, something. Whatever. But it doesn't, doesn't matter. Mars. He's going to Mars. Space, so, storm. space Storm. Space Storm. Um, Who I want to take, take you. Who I want to take you. Yeah.
1: Aruba. We already did
2: it. We already yep. did it. Everybody All right. Can- so
0: that's that. Another. Here's another bit of quickie news. We've got a five We got our first look at the um, Kate Bishop book that's coming out, that mini-series, <laughs> that just shows her wearing the new costume. It's just to get people amped up for the the if the show. The, show. the show does well, they're hoping the book sells well. Um, that goes November 17th is when you'll start seeing those books. And, you know, okay, I hope it goes well. It's, you know, that's like, all I got for you. Can we get <laughs> to
1: the scrolls? I mean the Trial of Magneto. The scrolls? You I think have, that's a scroll? I have a feeling that it was a scroll.
0: Okay, so first off, for context, The Child of Magneto, for anybody who's unaware of what that book is, it takes place after the Hellfire Gala, what's been going on in the X-Men universe, where Scarlet Witch was invited by Magneto and dies on the island of Krakoa, and they believe that Magneto is the one who killed her, uh, and she looks like she was strangled to death. Um, and so now in, so here's, spoiler alert, right off the bat for issue three, all of a sudden Wanda shows back up with big memory gaps, um, and- Doesn't remember
1: that- Vision had another wife, and that he's grieving. Uh, what was it, Virginia?
0: Yeah, with his his fake wife and his kids, Viv and Viv, Vivian, yep. Viv
1: and Viv, Viv and Viz, with the scrolls about to take the forefront in the MCU. The easiest way to put a mind a big memory gap, while also bringing somebody back from the dead, would be to have. Wanda had died years ago, was replaced by a scroll. So when they resurrected her, they were really bringing, bringing back the Wanda that died when the scroll took the place.
0: That makes a lot of sense when you look at Marvel as a whole, but if you're just looking at the comic book landscape, I don't know. I don't know if that works, especially with with the mutants. Like, they've been, I don't want to say self-contained, because they had a lot of crossovers in their books, and they've made appearances, but they're not like continuity appearances. They're not like... You know, uh, uh, affecting the continuity of other books, they kind of just show up. Or like, for example, when they showed up in Kick and Black, like that was so self-contained, there was no real ramifications right. past it.
1: Otherwise, maybe we're gonna finally see that uh, the resurrection is not a hundred percent.
0: Apparently, that's playing a role. Apparently, there is like a lot of this goes into the whole resurrecting aspect of Krakoa. Um, but for time's sake, let's move into TV. Let's jump over uh to fandom to answer a question we asked last week,
1: which is how did fandom do? Final numbers are in, <laughs> and after the rewatching and all the streams and everything, um it had sixty six million views worldwide three times a year previously.
0: That's amazing,
1: and I truly believe it was the tie in like we had said last week. the tie-in to h b o max it was easier to find, it was easier to rewatch it was clear and present like go here and you have so many subscribers to HBO max now that I think it helped it along. And I think knowing what to expect from it, that it was going to be something cool, uh, helped it versus last year where it was something brand new and nobody quite knew what a virtual, you know, con would be like. So,
0: this could this could potentially be the beginning of the end of cons as we know it. Like Cons might mm-hmm. get smaller because of stuff like this, because studios can save so much money. This is going to be
1: the beginning of the return of what cons used to be in their greatness.
0: Oh, so more meet and greets. More artists, more comics, yeah. less, more less about creators. Studios.
1: Less about random TV show that has nothing to do with comics. And more about if we are going to have a celebrity guest, it's a celebrity guest that is important to comics. I like that. Like like everybody from Smallville.
0: And you're right. I mean, look at D23. And I know we've got Disney Plus Day is now a thing. I bet you D23 becomes something that we start seeing on on Disney Plus.
1: (laughs) Yeah, Disney's not going to be like, wait, HBO did something better.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, I think I think a lot of studios are going to start doing this. Like, I I have a feeling you're going to see this as as streaming services get bigger and bigger. Like, it would not shock me if Netflix comes up with something like this if these numbers keep the keep the way they are. If all of a sudden there's a Netflix showcase, it every makes year. sense.
2: Everybody's taking a page out of a lot of the tech companies that we all know and love uh, with their you know product announcements and things like that. It's I got major major fruit stand uh vibes out of fandom, just the production, how it was made. Um but yeah, that's that's it. It works, you know, why not?
1: All right. We know there's an audience that is dying for information and we know that it's cheap to use a green screen mm-hmm. and with the pandemic we've learned that virtual um conferencing is easy. So thank you, COVID, for I'm into <laughs> it.
0: I mean, you could honestly do these like twice a year in a smaller format. Make them like forty-five minutes. Throw a commercial in the middle and just give me like this is the first half of the year. This is the second half of the year. Like, I have a feeling it's going to stuff.
1: be a couple times a year. Yep. Um, but doing it for the full day is probably it's not that hard. It's pre-recorded. They just press play. Mm-hmm. Um. So it's easy to pull a day's worth of content and get a day's worth of advertisers. Yeah,
0: it's talk talking dead, but for the industry twice a year yep because it's all talking dead is, is hawks walking dead stuff and talks to creators <laughs> like that's all it.
1: Right. let's move to marvel
0: all right so for, uh, first off charlie cox wants to fight whoever the next daredevil is so it looks like he's gonna be <laughs> looks like he's gonna be punching mirrors because uh, i don't think he's giving up that role is he pulling up like, paul
1: bettany i worked with the actor yeah. i've always wanted to
0: i just really <laughs> want to so hear f- i don't like myself very much so i'm gonna beat that guy up <laughs> So, yeah, Daredevil, um, yeah, he was quoted in kind of recamping what we've talked about before, how, you know, be careful what you wish for kind of thing. That you might, you're going to, you, you'll get what you want, but it's going to look a little different because you've now got a whole different studio. Well, not, I guess not a different studio, but a different What's well, a different team. studio? Different team running it.
1: Well, it's a full it's a, different studio. Netflix did have nothing to do with the Marvel studio. They, they were given their, here's was what you a can- it Jeff Loeb and his team? Yeah. You, you were given, these are your parameters, and Netflix ran it. So th- this is going to be the first time if he does where he's going to be working with uh, the Mouse House and Marvel. So we'll see how he likes it. Um, and there are actors. I can't think of the actor who just said it where they didn't realize what it was like to be on these type of films and how big they are. And to get the performance out of you, it's much harder going from, you know, your smaller movies to the Marvels and to those big type you know
0: i'm surprised that all of these actors aren't going the toby Maguire route and just disappearing just until this movie comes out because i I don't know if you've noticed but they're i feel like they're getting closer and closer to spoiling Mm -hmm. things like tom holland over the last couple days has said some stuff about spider-man that you're like "Mm, buddy buddy where's your wranglers somebody somebody reel this kid in Uh, Mm -hmm. and charlie cox is another one he's got a new thing to talk about revamping that role like every other week I have, i feel yeah. like Kevin
1: Feige's like dude shut up <laughs> I think it's and I always thought it was this way they're doing it on purpose because unfortunately for the you and me who don't like spoilers there's baby Hueys and Moshko's who love spoilers yeah but um, he was
0: pissed when uh, what was his Doc Ock dude what was his name J-
1: he was pissed
0: oh no he like in an interview you see the video you can see his face You could, <laughs> go, go ask him he doesn't seem like he keeps his mouth shut <laughs>
1: So I'm just I, patiently I,
2: waiting for Burnthal. That's all. He's not saying anything right now.
1: I have a feeling that there are certain things that they're like, okay, leak this. Mm-hmm. You know, we saw what it did for Deadpool. Here's the things you're allowed to leak. Here's when I want you to leak them. Go at it,
0: but even those feel like they're like they do it with the the fake Tom Holland leaks all the time, where he's like reading the script (laughs) and on the back it has the name of the movie or the poster he looks at. I mean, but they feel processed. This the Charlie Cox doesn't feel processed. I just feel like he's been he doesn't know not to answer the question. (laughs) It's like he keeps (laughs) right. It's like he it sounds like I think he thinks he's being sly, but at the same time he's not. He's like prepping you.
1: How many times has been he, he been asked this same goddamn question over and over?
0: Oh, I have all the sympathy in the world for him.
2: That just means his publicist isn't doing the job of saying don't ask any questions about Daredevil. I mean, that's that's plain and simple. That's their job. They're they're not doing it.
0: All right, let's keep this moving. We got a uh, we got our first uh, Matt Fraction inspired uh, Hawkeye poster. Um, and it looks pretty good. I love I love the arrow because it looks like Matt Fraction's run. We got Pizza Dog on the cover. And, <laughs> this is uh, the Hawkeye for you. This uh, maybe maybe I don't know I don't know if it's it, if it's trying to do the whole uh you know die hard Christmas movie thing.
1: Uh, I don't know. See that's the the Hawkeye for me, and I do love Haley Steinfeld, or Steinfeld. So this might be the first Hawkeye thing where you and I completely agree and disagree at the same time.
0: Well, we'll find out. <laughs> Um but yeah, so that's exciting. That's on its way. Uh let's get into a little bit of other news. Uh why the last moving man? on next why the bass it might we talked about how it was uh it was being chopped around to other studios Uh, last week but it turns out according to the Hollywood Reporter that they have sources that say that there's a possibility that it ends up on HBO Max seeing as how Warner Brothers owns DC and in turn Vertigo which is the imprint that put out why the last man in the first place so they have actual say so we might see if you enjoyed the first season and I've only three episodes in and I really really enjoyed what I've seen so far Mm -hmm. Um, I'm down for another season and I hope it shows up on HBO Max it would make sense to go into that same area that they've got you know Constantine and all that other stuff in the, in the DC section of HBO max.
1: So HBO max has the money to do it well. Um, and they have the other streams of income right now that make them a little bit more stable to do a show like this because it doesn't have the huge appeal of a Hawkeye show. So it kind of needs two seasons. I think before it gets that buzz to really blow up.
0: As well as putting it in the the same section as other DC properties yep. will bolster it almost immediately. Yeah. Uh, but uh, Baby Huey just pointed something out that uh, that I'm amazed we forgot about because Moshko um, and I were were kicking we about all this forgot a little bit. About it. <laughs> but yeah, lock and key. Uh, season two dropped. Uh, first episode, pretty good. Seems like they're pulling some storylines that they just kind of rushed past in that first season. Um, so that's kind of cool. We'll see. It's kind of a, a new take on things while still being uh, familiar. Uh, but yeah, so season two of Lock and Keys out. By all means, go check that out. Wow. Um, and then um, what's it called? Uh, Hayden Christensen.
1: Yeah, this is awesome. So I, I've said before, I'm not a huge fan of uh, Ahsoka, I didn't watch the. I can't get into the animated just because of the animation. Um, yeah, but did you like that Mandalorian <laughs> episode? No, be- I think I would have liked that as an intro to her in her own show. Mm-hmm. For the Mandalorian, it took too much away from him, and I felt they could have given some of that storyline to him, which is why I, it really felt shoehorned. Like this is a fan favorite character, we're going to feature her as a backdoor pilot. That whole episode felt too backdoor pilot for me.
0: Yeah, but for those of us who love Ahsoka, we didn't care. <laughs> right. So, we, were just, we were just excited to see a live-action Ahsoka. Like, I you can do whatever you want in this episode. You already won me over.
1: <laughs> so I'm also not a huge Rosario Dawson fan, um, but she did a good job. I think this show might give me a chance, kind of like the Mandalorian did after watching it for a while, like of appreciating the character. But the fact that Hayden Christensen is getting a second chance to really show what he can do. That is the big takeaway for me. So him coming back, not only for the Obi-Wan show, but for this other show is showing that Star Wars fans, as mean as they are, when you first do something, eventually they love you no matter what. And they're embracing him. So the, well, there
0: there are two camps of Star Wars fans here. There are the younger prequel fans who love Hayden Christensen. And then there are the older fans who just don't. <laughs> so he is, he split the fan base.
1: Even older fans now, because of the new trilogy... Have gone back and watched the prequel trilogy and gone. You know what? I guess he's not as bad. It was that just doesn't
0: the- make him better. That just makes him better by comparison. <laughs> like it's still the same performance. Like and it, look, it's not all Hayden Christensen's fault. I'm not a big Hayden Christensen as Vader fan. I but again, he had the worst lines in those movies. Like, oh. yeah, he had some of the was- worst dialogue and some of the worst written lines you could possibly give. An
1: no actor. actor, you couldn't have the most carrot. Ryan Reynolds couldn't add char- uh, any charisma to that role. And I he's one of them. the most charismatic Women people in the world.
0: and children slaughtered them.
1: <laughs> but he does have some of the best scenes in any Star Wars movie.
0: Well, as we know that we've got Jon Favreau who's who's heading things yeah. up, and we know that the Clone Wars writing is pretty good. So having Dave Fellini and Jon Favreau being a part of this show... Means that I believe Hayden Christensen will get that second chance that he not only deserves, but a script that will allow it to happen.
1: Yep. And for I think this is going to do for him what um, Robert Rodriguez's episode did for me for Boba Fett.
0: Hmm.
1: Like I think it's gonna just unlock this character.
0: Well, here, you know what we forgot to do is we forgot to actually say what the news is. So you know how Hayden Christensen's gonna be in the Obi Wan show? He's he's, no, I mentioned that he's he's also gonna be. be, No, we just talked about Ahsoka. (laughs) He's also gonna be in the Ahsoka show. So that's a thing.
1: (laughs) In the middle of it, I said he's gonna be on the Ahsoka show too. I just didn't say her name. I said this show because I always pronounce her name wrong well
0: then it's a good thing we specify <laughs>
2: the big thing with the ahsoka show is it's, it happens five years after so it's going to be or five years after uh return of the jedi so a lot of it's going to be flashbacks and stuff like so,
0: that and i'm i'm finally on finally on season seven of uh of uh clone wars so i can finally finally get to ahsoka so all of season seven for mower for, really just for mower's sake is uh revenge of the sith but told through ahsoka's eyes okay so I'm very excited for this because it shows where she was during that entire ordeal. And she's so, his
1: Padawan? Yes. Unofficial? Because he yes. wasn't allowed to have one?
0: Uh, kind
1: of. The Jedi Just, Order is the one that says you're allowed to have a Padawan. So if they didn't tell him he could have one.
0: But then he's given a Padawan by the Jedi Order. <laughs> so, but doesn't
1: she? She becomes not a Jedi, right? Well, that's
0: later on. in oh. a different. That's in a different show, too. Okay.
1: <laughs> All right. Let's talk about the potential first flop of Marvel.
0: Oh, stop it. <laughs> Potential for Like, if Captain Marvel is a billion-dollar franchise, there's no okay. way. Critical. No way.
1: Critical a, flop.
0: Bro, it's got... Okay, so the, the reviews for Eternals are out is what he's getting it's at. It's got a and 58
1: Eternals, on Metacritic.
0: It's got a 73 on Rotten Tomatoes. Like, it's... It's not the end of the world. It really is not. And it, from what you see from a lot of the, the reviews to begin with is that it takes chances visually that the other movies don't do, that the actual set pieces play just as big of a role as the, the fight scenes.
1: I have a feeling it's going to be what we said It's going to be real pretty, but it's real hard subject matter to make interesting for a Marvel-sized film. You
0: can't make Celestials interesting. Then you messed up. Because <laughs> giant space gods, terrifying, giant, crazy space gods should be a pretty easy win with Superman. <laughs> You've got Superman and space gods. How hard could this be? We'll see what they do with it. And not only that, you got a speedster and you got, I mean, you got all sorts of stuff. Um, but yeah, it's the reviews are... Not really mixed, but the negative reviews, like, um, I think Moshko put the, the quote There's in there. a the, in there. The LA Times, who just doesn't like Marvel <laughs> to begin with. <laughs> so, he, a lot of, you'll notice that a lot of the reviews um, are for people who just normally don't like the Marvel method to begin with for movie making, um, even <laughs> when it's different. So, I don't know, dude. It's got, again. Check it's, it
2: out for yourself.
0: It's, I bet you it's better than Black Widow. I'll put money on it, it's better than Black Widow. You think so? One hundred percent. I will put twenty dollars. It's better than Black Widow. Take, take. You want to take it? Let's go. Who's going to determine? That's true. It's very yeah, subjective. Uh, I mean- and and and, and Mauer, regardless, because twenty dollars like, you know. on the line, he's going to say true. that Black Widow was definitely better.
1: But you you also know how much I love Black Widow. So, um, yeah, Empire. Yeah, but it didn't make her movie good. <laughs> I liked the movie. I really did. Uh, Empire gave it a bad review. Indie Wire, Polygon, which is Polygon's normally a. Huge Marvel proponent gave it a bad review, but then you have things like The rap, who is normally pretty even. They gave it a great review.
0: But even then, when you look at when people, this, this is my biggest problem with something like um, Rotten Tomatoes, less about the concept of it, more about the idea that when you read some of these reviews, they just pull the, the part where the reviewer just wanted to be clever. And come up with like their yeah. fun tagline. Well, that's why they, I
1: use Metacritic and not. And
0: then they ignore the rest of the review, yeah. which usually is like, but you know, it's not half bad. <laughs> it's usually the review. Yep. Yeah.
1: Well, and that's why I use Metacritic because it goes through the whole thing and then bases off of what it says and gives a score based on that. So. so the
2: writers are more inclined to write negative material in order to get more views. So even if it's half good, they'll still write a terrible review just to get more, you know, acclaim and more ability to write these things. They get more views. That's what it comes Let's down. Let's talk
1: to. about some weird logos for upcoming movies.
0: Oh, it's beautiful, but I don't people say it says Quantumanium, but uh it doesn't.
1: <laughs> so, there was a logo leaked off the back of one of the actors' chairs with a bunch of weird circles. It's cool looking, very cool. <laughs> but yeah. <laughs> I don't I don't see how it's <laughs> Quantumanium. That says Quantum graphic Manium. designer was smoking something
0: i uh, yeah. It came out, again. You know what it looks like? It looks like you took the eternal suit designs and and then, <laughs> made a... and then tried to make letters out of it.
1: <laughs> um, the book. Uh, what's the name of the book that's out right now? Where we're oh, this, all these the, Mar- the
0: Marvel stories, the Untold Marvel stories. Yep. it's called the story, the story of Marvel Studios, the making of a, the Marvel Cinematic Universe.
1: Another gem coming from that, talking about how Chris Hemsworth thought he was uh, no longer Thor after. Uh, Age of Ultron.
0: Although, to be fair, he did say it was for like a split second. Yeah. Where he was the like, it might oh, being written out?
1: <laughs> um, so he was giving an interview, and I guess it was when the buzz for Civil War was finally coming up.
0: Well, no, all the, the actors got the script. Yep. He didn't, so they were all, so at a convention they were all talking about like, are you ready for Civil War? And he's like, oh, what are you talking about?
1: <laughs> and he's yeah. like, oh, so it's it's a Captain America movie. Like, oh, well, Iron Man, well, yeah, an Iron Man. But also, you know, it's Vision. And, and they started listing, they told him Spider-Man was going to be in it, and he was like,
0: <laughs> Wait, what the hell am I doing?
1: <laughs> <laughs> You're off doing your own thing. So yeah. yeah,
0: but look, some crazy stuff came out of that. Like the whole they tried they wanted to undermine Marvel or Sony Studios and try to convince them to not make an Andrew Garfield Spider-Man 3 in the hopes that they got the reboot so they had a uh, they had a secret team meeting where they went to like a cabin in the woods and they 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 had two questions that they were asked. Uh, one, what would a deal look like with Sony? And two, what stories would we want to tell if we got a hold of Spider Man as a reboot? Because apparently the original idea was Andrew Garfield moving over, like just Which merging. Would have been this- so much better, dude! Fantastic. That would have been crazy. It would, would have, have been-, been great. It's just, well, it's a shame that movie's Second movie was just such a shit show. Because if that if that movie would have been somewhat decent, that would have happened. If if that movie would have made just a couple hundred thousand more than it did, because it was yeah. just so bad, that would a hundred percent happened. And the, I, I don't the hate acting Tom Holland,
1: quality but, in oof. those movies is so far above any of the other Spider-Man acting we've seen, like. It's ridiculous. if you just take the acting quality, not the stories, just the acting, every one of those actors knocked it out of their park. Even this shittily written freaking electro. I don't like Jamie Foxx, but he did a really good job with what he had in front of him. Well that's the problem, is what what was in front of him was just mostly garbage. So um if we get the chance of Andrew Garfield a getting redemption.
0: Did you hear what did you hear what Tom Holland said about the secret character? No He started is- teasing his scene and then realized in the middle of teasing it that it, was, it had a character that he wasn't allowed to talk about.
1: <laughs> so so yeah. he just
0: teases this secret character. He's like, come on, man. Just All at right. this point, just stay away from cameras. Just uh, for a month.
1: <laughs> just because we mentioned the top, the rumors are back again with no substance behind them that She-Hulk is going to be world leading to World War Hulk.
0: There is. This is the sim similar situation. The reason why this is making its rounds again is that similar to when Marvel was going out of their way to try and get rid of that picture of Andrew Garfield on set that everyone said was Photoshopped, but it turns out it wasn't, um, They apparently that same thing is kind of happening with Marvel trying to, to squash the story of World War Hulk coming to the MCU. We so had, that's what's got people all revved up about
1: this. We had talked about it months ago where I had mentioned the rights of Hulk... Uh, appear to be secretly figured out behind the scenes without publicity, where the, the, uh, the distribution rights, which is what they didn't have, they can use them to create, but they couldn't make a standalone. There's all kinds of people saying that Marvel now has all of those rights, and they've worked out a deal. They just kept it on the down low. So we shall see. And then let's end with Sony setting some dates. I mean, it's just two random dates
0: in 2023, which is probably Craven the Hunter, uh, and probably no, Venom. No, Craven's actually not
2: part of that. Um, it's oh, really? Just two two unannounced projects. Craven already has its date. Well, which is,
0: Silver Silver Sable probably because that's been floating around for a while. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's no got to be. It's Spider Man related. Whatever it is, has to be Spider Man related.
1: And then, well, oh, you know what? Last news: Brandon Fraser rumored Brandon? to be the. Uh, <laughs> The uh, bad guy for the Bat Girl movie? Yes. Firefly? Who originally was a Dick Sprang created character where it was all flashy lights and then they turned him into a pyro. Uh, How is this going to happen when he's already in.
2: Oh, don't start that. uh,
1: Doom Patrol? Doom Patrol.
0: You mean the voice of Chris? And the
1: flashbacks where you you see him on screen. Well, I I
0: do. Do they don't take place in the same world as Baby Huey pointed out to me last time? Because of Arrow, the Arrowverse confirmed that Doom Patrol takes place in its own universe.
1: So you think they're just gonna?
0: That's it. They're just not connected.
1: They're just not connected. And
0: DC doesn't care anymore. They've learned with Suicide Squad to just stay out of it. The (laughs)
1: character doing the character is fine, but having the same actor in major roles in two different properties—that's where I don't know if I'm comfortable crossing the line. It's not uh, like he's a no-name actor.
0: It's not like you watch enough Doom Patrol for you to care. It's not like you watch the show. <laughs> but he's still another character. I'm not sure, talking about me. I'm talking about fans again, in general. You don't even watch the like, I'm As a fan of the show, I'm telling you, I don't care.
1: You don't <laughs> care? That?
0: No, Brandon Fraser's awesome, and put him in more stuff. Thank okay. You. All right. Like, Menti, like do a, that
1: thing. We're over time. Bro.
0: No, because I'm talking about one other thing. Um, you, it's like what you said before um, with Vin Diesel playing two people in Marvel. right? We still think Vin Diesel would be a great uh, Black Bolt, right? Yeah, but and you don't see still him in Marvel. Group, right? You don't really see Cliff Steele. You see, you see pudgy flashbacks from time to time, but for the most part, it's Robot Man. <laughs> anyway, the other thing I wanted to talk about, because we've talked about it several times on this show, is the uh, idea of Injustice 3, right? Apparently, there was also rumor that there was going to be this multiverse game coming out. Uh, and it turns out that there might be some actual truth to that, but NetherRealm Studios is not involved. Meaning that we might get a game based on the meme of Shaggy. Remember Shaggy, all that crazy meme with Mortal Kombat that he's like so, Ultimate Powered? shaggy that might actually be a real thing where he fights shaggy lord of the rings characters harry potter characters batman superman tom and jerry uh fred flintstone mad max johnny bravo all in one fighting game similar to something i'm gonna guess like um
1: uh smash brothers
0: yeah and what's the other one the brawl one that just came out for nickelodeon okay i mean (laughs) What a like! How do you get the? I, I don't even know. Like it's like it's like they just saw Space Jam and we're like, oh, we could make that a video game, right? <laughs> it's like it's like they're making fighters advertisements. For, <laughs>
1: for Wait, studios. people watch Space Jam? Right.
0: Yes, people oh. watch Space Jam. They had HBO Max and they watched <laughs> it at home for free. They didn't pay to see it in the theater. That's for damn sure. They watched Space
1: Jam, but not Space Jam Two. Oh, okay. Yeah, Minty, like do that Jordan. thing.
0: You can find the show, Welcome to Fireside, everywhere online. It's a Welcome to Fireside, show. social media choice, unless it's Twitter, which is Fireside Crew. Uh, you can also go to Mashko Collects, give that man some money, buy some stuff, helps the show out. Uh, and we appreciate you. We love you. That's about it. Once again, I'm Menti.
2: I'm
1: Moschko. And I'm Mr. Mauer. Uh, CM Punk's going to be writing comics again. Deuces.